Welcome everybody to the Train of Thought podcast. My name is Tucker and I'm sitting here with my girlfriend, Emma. And today we're just gonna be going through the entire cast of Survivor Winners at War season 40. We're both extremely excited for it. And we are not Survivor experts by any means, but we talk to each other about all kinds of stuff about Survivor every single week anyway. So we decided we might as well do a podcast on it. So we're not only gonna be doing Survivor stuff every single week, but we will be covering it weekly, reviewing the episodes, and then we'll sprinkle in some other stuff whenever we want to as well. And just to add, we neither could probably win Survivor, um, but we both want to apply one day. So hopefully we can study all the winners <laughs> and perfect our strategy one way or another. Right. So we'll see. Right. So we're going to we're gonna start off, like you said, we're just going to go through every single competitor, competitor that is going to be on the season, talk about our thoughts on their previous seasons. Obviously, every single one of these has won. And then we'll also break down people that we think could possibly do well. We'll finish it up with some winner's predictions, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. So the first one we have here is Natalie Anderson, who's only played once. She was the winner of Survivor San Juan del Sur, season 29. Um, and I, I kind of split everybody up into two different categories here. Either I'm excited about them or I'm not. And for Natalie, I'm not super excited just because I don't really remember having like a huge connection with her the first time she played. I loved her. I remember her being a twin and I just remember her like relying on her sister. But when her sister was voted off, she was like, whatever, I don't need her. I'll play for her and just like ran with it. Um, I honestly, if you told me her name, wouldn't know who she was, but I saw her picture and immediately got super excited. I think she can thrive on her own. So I'm excited to see how it is like coming in day one by herself, no sister by side. So, yeah. And for me, like I definitely judge my excitement level based off when I see them, right? Because we're, like I said, we're not survivor experts. Neither of us have encyclopedic knowledge of the season, specifically some of the earlier ones. But generally, if you show me a picture of someone that was important in survivor, I'm going to immediately remember a lot of stuff about them. And that just didn't happen with her. And I don't know if it was just because her season wasn't particularly memorable. I honestly didn't even remember that she ever won. There's certainly other people that I wish would have been in the season other than her. Mm -hmm. Maybe she'll end up being a big surprise. But right now, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, man, Natalie's going to be in season 40. So she was on Blood versus Water. That's San so, Juan del Sur? Yeah. Okay. So she actually... That I makes mean, sense if she her was on was there. she was on a Blood versus Water theme. It's not like it was the Blood versus right. Water but, I mean, she she did some moves. To win with having a family member there, I feel like, alone, which, granted, that's the whole theme of the season. Somebody has to win, even if their family member is there. I feel like that takes some, takes some guts because you kind of suffer the worst loss right. out of any other season. Right. Um, I, the biggest thing about her, too, is, like, she's known for being strong physically, Right. Because she's a CrossFit trainer. I mean, she can handle anything. But she was also very mentally strong. Like I said, she lost her sister in the game. Right. And they were on opposite tribes. So having to, like, watch the tribe walk out and it's like, hey, your sister's gone. By the way, Proach just out there saying, Natalie, how do you feel? Right. She has to address that and then, like, go into a challenge. So, I right. mean, I really liked her. And that's going to be the interesting thing, too, about the difference in some of the contestants compared to when they first played, because Natalie, this isn't really the case because season 29 was like five or six years ago, or maybe even less by this point. So physically she was a strong competitor then and she still will be now, but there are people later on the list, specifically Yule that we'll get to later, that was a really strong physical competitor at the time, but he hasn't played in like 20 years or maybe even a little bit less than that. And so kind of comparing how they played the first time to now is mm -hmm. gonna be interesting. But like you said, for her, that, that shouldn't be too much 
um, of an issue. If you don't mind, yeah. I'm really excited to get to the next person. If you have more Natalie stuff, we can talk about her. But I'm really excited. No, I was to talk just gonna say person. like how they're gonna play differently. Um, biggest thing from Natalie, like in her bio itself, she says, "I'm not." gonna plan ahead like she has no idea whether she's gonna play differently or not but i think naturally she's gonna come across as strong right. i don't think like being a crossfit like crossfit is very aggressive if they go in first challenge is like wrestling somebody in the sand like she's right. gonna break their neck if she needs to right. if the first challenge is solving a puzzle she might step back like she has no idea which i think right. is cool so like i said the second person i definitely definitely want to move on to because it's tyson and he was someone that the, the season he ended up winning, Blood versus Water 29, so not, or 27, excuse me, so not 29. They did a couple of Blood versus Water ones. I remember coming into that thinking, I mean, he was a villain in Heroes vs. Villains and not really having a huge connection with him in terms of rooting for him to win. But by about halfway through that season, both of us were sitting there watching, like, I hope he, I hope he at least does well. And he most of that. Right. Most of that was because of his connection with his girlfriend, which was a side that most people hadn't really seen of him to that point. So. I'm excited about him because I remember him being a really strong strategic player and also someone that was pretty good physically, pretty well-rounded, and hopefully that still comes through in this one because he's someone that I think could do pretty well. So we should add that we haven't been watching Survivor like every time a season drops, but instead, what, this time last year, we were like, hey, let's just watch all of the Survivors there ever was and started binge-watching them like crazy. Um, so that also helps with our knowledge about these players because right. obviously he was in 18, 20, and 27. Right. So he did take a quit of a, a bit of a break. Quit of a break? A quit of a quit? A bit of a break. Um, but he did end up winning. I remember too, I was like, I don't really remember him. I have a horrible memory, anyways. And Tucker was super excited. Oh my gosh, love Tyson. Biggest thing that drew me to him was when his girlfriend got voted out. That's who he played. There for. were there were two. He cried yeah. for her almost every episode. I yeah. feel like, and he won for her. So that's what brought me into him into a Tyson kind of right. fan mode. But the nice thing too is, I mean, he he admits to his uh, villainous ways. Mm-hmm. He knows what he did, and his way of approaching the game is you don't know what you're gonna get, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited for right. because. What I remember is a sensitive guy, which granted, as a fan, I get to see a lot more than what his tribe sees, but I'm kind of hoping for that same attitude of, like, the tribe sees, like, this villainous, this hard go-getter, and then on the, like, fan side, I still get to see, like, that sensitive guy, he's still playing for something, he's a dad now, so, like, I'm excited to see kind of what that Speaking of, that's his... (laughs) So we're looking on, like, the official CBS bios here as we're reading through this. We have our own notes, but just looking through this... Under his occupation, it says son, husband, father, friend in a different order, though, which essentially to me just meant that like he doesn't work. Like he's like, I, I won Survivor. I don't need the money. Or is he just he I works, but like, he's also pointing out that he has other aspects of his life. I feel like in a different order, though, just means that he became a father before he became a husband. <laughs> it's like. So friend and then father and then husband, and then son. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No, I feel like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's son. Friend, father, husband. Who knows? But it's just. But it's his just, hobbies also include dadding, which I also dadding. Yeah, dadding. as a verb. Where does it say that? Under Re- hobbies. Where's hobbies? Underneath occupation. I don't have hobbies. You're oh. on something different. Dadding, pickleball, dadding, mountain biking. You ever played pickleball? Watching... No. It's pickleball. like it's like bigger table tennis, but like inside. 
ping pong. I don't know why I called it table tennis. <laughs> like you play it. <laughs> I've seen old people I, love yes. pickleball. I don't know what pickleball is. I played a game once, which was like ping pong, but you had to like hit it on the but I'm table. I'm talking about this is on like a basketball court. Oh no. I like I played ping pong where you hit it on the table and then it has to bounce on the floor first and then you have to hit it onto the table, onto the floor, and then hit it. And if you want to work out, I forgot what it's called, but it was super good. Like extreme ping pong, extreme table tennis, <laughs> apparently for me. Yeah, extreme So yeah, ping both pong. of us really excited about Tyson for different reasons. I, I definitely feel like like I definitely have that connection with him in terms of his you know, his sympathetic side towards his girlfriend, but also just like from a gameplay perspective, he played that season extremely well. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily in like a notorious way. That's something that we'll get to later in terms of people that I think might not do super well in this season are players that typically don't do well in returning or all-star seasons are ones that you come in and everybody knows what they did, who they are, and exactly what they did. And I don't necessarily think that he's one of those, but I do think that he played extremely well. And so he kind of falls in that nice middle ground of knowing what he's doing at a high level, but not necessarily being such a target as some of the other people we're going to get to. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think he's going to be a target, but if he doesn't come back with at least some type of, even if it's a secret sympathetic side, I'm just going to be disappointed because I know he can be well, you'd, nice. You'd think that, I mean, quick math, 27, I mean, like it's minimum of like five or six years. You'd think, especially if he's now a father, he would have grown yeah. and matured a little bit. That's at least the assumption. No, I, I definitely get matured. I'm okay. cool if he's snaky and mean to everybody else. Okay. But if he comes on the ca- on the camera and he's like, yeah, ha, 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 I did this instead of being like, like boastful. Yeah. Like if he just becomes very boastful about like, I won once and I'm going to win again. Or instead of just being like, Hey, like I know what I'm risking. I'm leaving my kids behind. I'm leaving my wife behind. Right. Ah, uh, you want that angle? Yeah, gotcha. I, I like that angle. Gotcha. I mean, that's what I've liked from kind of everybody that's won since we've seen. Right. Which is it's a common theme from people like like Ben that we'll get to later, like constantly referencing his family as motivation, which is uh, like a hundred percent reasonable. It's just not even or people even that like, come in with kids they don't always mention that. Even like uh, Angelina, who didn't win. You love Angelina. I love You're like Angelina. one of twelve people in the world. Yeah, love I love Angelina. Angelina, who didn't win, but she was super snaky, which I don't think I could ever pull off successfully. But like you specifically. Oh yeah, me okay. successfully or me specifically, I could never pull off successfully. I would smile or laugh during a lie and I would be blown. Really? You don't think you'd be like, so I generally think of myself as a relatively good liar. Oh, you would be so sneaky and it would be kind of Because I, I kind of, you kind of like convince yourself in your head that you're lying, but I feel like you would be so like locked into what you're doing that you would be able to, like you wouldn't be the best liar, but like if for example, you found something and you needed to lie to someone about it, you would be able so to do So something it. small like that, but where she would like on command cry mm. i'd get so stressed out that i would cry but i wouldn't be able to continue in my lie i would cry and then give out the truth that's in that kind of like screenplay i love but then she would come back and be like hey guys like i realize like this is what i just did like it's out of my character i don't know what i just did i'm kind of confused right. let's see if i can keep it up and she was like realistic with the fact like i blacked out for a minute so I don't want Tyson to do that because I think I've seen him with that clear divide of sneaky and sensitive. I don't want him to be like, mm, I have no idea what I did because he knows right. what he did. Gotcha. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on now to Danny Boatwright, who is the winner of Survivor Guatemala season 11. That was her only appearance in the series. And fun fact is actually, according to at least one article that I read really quickly before we got started, 
Jeff Probst think that this is who is going to end up winning. Now, he hasn't necessarily been entirely accurate every single time he's predicted. His last prediction was Wendell. Before that, Correct. I think he was... It's it's Wrong. not necessarily a good thing that Jeff picks you, but it's just interesting that especially for someone that I would imagine a lot of people don't have as much of a connection with, at least me specifically, mm-hmm. unless you've been watching live since like the very, very early seasons, Danny does not come across as an entirely memorable character. Certainly not people like Rob and like Parvati, even from slightly after her. But still someone that apparently Jeff thinks is going to do really well. It's funny that you say that because, and we'll talk about this later, it will be a spoiler, but with her tribe, I'm not going to give names right now. Right, it's not a huge spoiler, it's just we did find the splitting up of the tribes. Tribes. There's no results, there's no anything, it's just these are the people on one tribe, these are on the other. We'll let you know before we get there in case you don't want that to be spoiled. But the tribe she's on... She's really only on with, I would say, two legacy players. Right. That's a good word. And maybe a couple other relatively strong players, but really only two great players. And it makes me wonder if she is going to step up and become that legacy with them or fall back and realize maybe she's not that memorable and work with the other people on her tribe that isn't that memorable. Right. Um, because, I mean, like Tucker said, I really have no idea what she did. Right. I mean, we we, I we looked into won. it. We did research and stuff. And it's another one of those things where, like, typically if I see a picture of someone, I'm like, wow, I remember what they did. Even reading her stuff, I only kind of remembered her season, which is completely understandable. There's 39 seasons. Like, there's no way we're going to remember the winner of every single one in terms of exactly what they did. Um, So for me, in terms of excited or not excited, I'm not entirely excited about her, but I am at least intrigued simply because she was someone that Jeff thinks apparently is going to do well. Because the article that I read, he mentioned someone else, and then he went back and said, no, 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 I think it's going to be Danny as like his sleeper type pick so and that's not that's not a scenario in which jeff has been like watching the season and like hosting the season for a little bit and then you know season things like oh danny's gonna do well this is like before the season started because typically he makes that pick and very often they're like the first person voted out i i totally remember now okay so guatemala was the return they had bobby john and stephanie return i remember that That was one of the they had like the huge walk when they first started huge walk yeah and And she beat stephanie Six oh, to loved, one. I loved Stephanie. I know, and I loved Bobby John as well. So they were the only two returners, and she beat Stephanie six to that one. That was when they like their camp was, was like at like a, a temple. Was yes. that, yeah, the camp yeah. was at like the yeah. temple. It was a super weird season. I remember like you and me playing, like, and, or you and me watching, not playing. Which um, <laughs> in the dream one time, you and I playing, and we got each other out because we got mad at each other. <laughs> Probably. I said the wrong thing, and you got petty and voted me out. Um, but I remember, so like, I'm just reading like kind of like a wiki page about it, but, um, the new twist, that was the first season the Hidden Immunity Idol was a thing. Right. And the tribes merged with 10 remaining players was when they received news that the Immunity Idol was hidden somewhere at camp. Whoever possessed the idol had to use it before the tribe voted. Right. So that was when it was still yeah, yeah. new. They had no idea the how to use it. The rules were like used. Yeah. yeah. Um, the idol was only valid when there were four remaining contestants. Danny Boatwright won the title of Sur- Soul Survivor after defeating Stephanie Lagro- Lagrosa. 
So, I mean, I kind of remember her now knowing that she defeated Stephanie because I remember loving right. Stephanie. She was just, I also loved Bobby John. He well, was Stephanie the one that was one couldn't of the, do. Stephanie, and I guess it's been kind of like forgotten at times because people like Rob and like continue to come back. But Stephanie was definitely one of the early like fan favorite mm-hmm. type players in terms of like you knew who she was because of Survivor. And especially that season because she lasted so long. Oh, she was also on the season with the quarterback, Gary, the NFL quarterback. We talked about him. He was... It, it just says previous season, winner of Survivor Guatemala. Okay. Well, he was also... She was also on the season with ex-NFL quarterback Gary Hodgeboom, which I remember talking Lots about. Lots of former athletes. We can get that part out, though, since you were wrong. It's okay. I was right. What? She never played again. She's never... Danny. Or Stephanie. Gary was also on the season... The Stephanie season? With Danny and Stephanie. I thought you were trying to tell me Danny played a different season. No! Okay. <laughs> Man. All right, I'll one thing you guys should know early on is Tucker is always going to try to prove me wrong. <laughs> nine times, I would even say nine and a half times out of ten, because sometimes we're both right in a little sense of one or the other. I'm right. Yeah. Anyway. But he will try time and time again. All right, next. All right, we're going to move on to Sophie Clark, the winner of Survivor South Pacific Season 23, the, her only appearance in the series, I also find it interesting. There's a couple of these where, like, their hometown is, for example, her hometown is in New York. Her current residence is in Santa Monica, and like Rob and Amber Mariano now live in Florida. Like these people that win are like, nah, I'm going, I'm going to the West Coast or I'm going to Florida. Um, Might as well fit in. So for her, the biggest thing, and I put her in the I'm not that excited about her category, and it's 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 honestly nothing against her. It's just her season. I remember being particularly boring from a strategy standpoint because it fell into one of my least favorite things about the series which is they get post-merge and they're like these are my six and they never waver and i understand from like a gameplay standpoint if you just want to get sixth place that makes sense but i just remember continually hoping that someone was going to flip and someone was going to flip it was like her and coach and brandon and nobody ever flipped they got to six and then she ended up winning i think she only lost out on like one or two votes in the final and so when I have her as kind of like a not excited person, I basically put in parentheses, didn't do much to win. Obviously, that's relative to the other winners. Obviously, she did a lot to win. But in terms of out of all these other 19 relatively memorable winners, not especially excited to see her just because I don't really think she showed off a ton of gameplay in her first season. So, again, had to look up the season. Tucker's going to have a way better memory of a lot of these seasons than I am. I remembered Sophie's face, whatever. I'm not excited about her, but I just looked up her season. So that was the season with Coach. Yeah, I just said that. She won six to three to zero. Ozzy got zero votes. I was going to say, that's the Coach and Ozzy season. Yeah, yep. Coach got three votes, which I don't know why, but whatever. He was the ringleader of that six. Mm, I didn't like Coach. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big Ozzy fan. I love we him. Bo- Ozzy and are. Joe. He's probably like 50 now, living in the jungle. I don't care. I would go, like, he could be my Tarzan. I don't even care. I love but Ozzy. Joe would be I a love better Joe. Tarzan choice at this point. But Ozzy could get Ozzy's going to be Ozzy's going to really Ozzy's going to be like I don't whatever. Know. Ozzy's going to need someone to take care Tucker's of. Tucker's just getting jealous. He's going to create. No, I, I love Joe and Ozzy. <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. If those three or those two and Eric showed up, I I probably wouldn't speak to you for like at least a week. I'd just talk to them. But anyway, so she won six three to zero. But Ozzy won Sprint Player of the Season, a hundred thousand dollars. He deserves yeah, it after every season he ever played. He deserves at least something. Let's let's be real. Um, he actually received the votes over Cochran. Ozzy did, which is well because Cochran was kind of kind of chilling Anyways, at that time. Back to Sophie. Now I remember. Wait, who how she many is. people are in the four? You said Coach got votes. Cochran. He was the next. So 
winning this honor by the largest margin since the awards Oh, so Sprint Play of the Year was available to everybody. Yeah, it was available to everybody. Cochran won it one year after he won, which also we'll get to Cochran. But Ozzy won it, and he won it by a larger margin. Margin? Margin? Larger larger butter margin? (laughs) Larger margin. Sprint Play of the Year brought to you by Mrs. Buttersworth. That's syrup. (laughs) That's not even butter. Yeah. I couldn't think of a butter. What's a butter brand? Move over, brother. Butter is <laughs> like, what's the tub that people put their leftovers in? I don't know, but we have it. Yeah, in our no, fridge. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know what it's anyway, called. good. Um, this is much worse. But um, Ozzy got it more than Cochran did, so that's kind of cool. You got 100 grand out of the 200 days he's played on Survivor. Yeah, that's but, nice. Hey, a little goes a long way. It does, it's especially if you live in the jungle. He's probably still Come spending on. it if he's living in the jungle somewhere. Yeah. Um, anyways, but now I kind of remember her more, which makes me more surprised that she won. Um, just because it's one of those things where you're like, all right, like, whatever. You remember a season more than you remember the winner, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I remember this being the crazy. She was the on crazy- Cochran's first season, which blows my mind. Who was? Um, Sophie. Oh, so yeah, she. So Cochran okay, got yeah. voted out. He was the thirteenth voted out. Um, yeah. he, he so he admitted. Jer- so when he came back and won, which he's not in this season, but when he came back and won, he was like, "Yeah, I like." He was one of those like scrawny growth as a person type people that came back and and just killed. Which it. yeah, and then Ozzy. So Ozzy wasn't in the top three. Albert was who whoever that is. I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> But then Coach was the runner-up, and then Sophie won. So I kind of remember her more, but I remember both of us, like, hands right. down. Brandon was in that season. Yeah, crazy Brandon, yeah. Yeah, loved him. Brandon almost quit, like, six times. He almost flipped 100 times. So Didn't he that... spill the rice, too? He was the typical, like, this person's too oh, wait, crazy to get rid of. this is Redemption Island, because Ozzy comes back. <laughs> Just slowly coming Okay, in. I'm all getting, I'm right. getting here this slowly. Is, this is not surely. a Redemption Island recap, I promise. We're going we're gonna to get to the next person soon. But, yes, that's the one where Ozzy volunteered to go. To redemption, because he, he knew, knew that he could he get there come and back. come back. Yeah. Right, which so Keith was there. I loved Keith. Loved Keith right, to death. He gonna, came back for this blood versus water. Be in a, in a redemption island recap. But ultimately, Sophie's back. Honestly, I think she just came back because people forgot about her, and I can see her being the type of person to be like, "I'm forgotten about. Why not?" I and her we'll get face to this later. Back on TV. I actually think she could do relatively well, and I'll, get, I'll give my reasons why um, a little bit later as we kind of get some categories of people that I think could possibly do well. But we're going to move on to someone that I'm also very excited about, Jeremy. So Jeremy was also on Survivor San Juan del Sur. Who won that earlier? We just talked about them. Who won 29? Natalie. Natalie. Okay, so Loved he her. was also on San Juan del Sur. Actually, voted for Natalie. Um, that season. And then he won second chance season 31. And I just, I remember Jeremy for a couple of reasons. One, when, so we've decided that 29 was blood versus water because Natalie was there as a sister Mm -hmm. and Jeremy was there with Val, his wife. And I remember one of the most memorable things about that season was him going against Val in a challenge. And then in second chance, obviously he was someone that typically, like sometimes you have these seasons where it's like, if this guy gets to the end, they win. And that was him. But it wasn't like he really had to scratch and claw his way to the end. Someone like Ben ended up having to do winning immunities and things like that. He was good physically, but he also had a good group with him. And all he had to do was do, you know, win a couple of challenges at the end or do well enough at the end to get to three. And that was one of those where I went into the finale. I was like, Jeremy's winning this. And he he was such a good story. Someone that did relatively well the first time, but uh, only made it to the jury and then had such a great personality, was a good guy, was doing it for his family, was doing it for his wife, um, and was, I'd say, a fan favorite more from that sympathetic side of you, even though the gameplay was really good in terms of the people that he built trust with. Mm-hmm. But for people, I don't want to say people like you, but people that 
put more stock into that like sympathetic viewpoint, yeah. he definitely kind of tugged at the heartstrings. Definitely people that, like me, if you cry if you a cry. lot, <laughs> you're like me, I'm sorry. If you just cry occasionally, you're like Tucker, now you can decide who you like I've cried more. at Survivor more than a handful oh, we'll of times. Get to, we'll get to that more. at the end of the Once episode. a season, minimum. Yeah. So anyways, I cry like four times a season. Imagine they, so Rob and Amber in this, imagine they're, they're, they're each other's family visit. Or their kids, all their kids come on at the same time. All four of their kids come on. There's no way they're both getting to family visit, by the way, but still. Oh, I would die. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was definitely a big thing with me and Jeremy was from... You, you love, their, you're a sucker for the emotional well, perspective. And I hate to say it, but like being in a relationship, trust me, if, some, if a girl's dad comes out, I am a puddle on yep. the floor. Yeah. But that's only in that one episode. Now, if you're bringing up your wife or your girlfriend in various episodes, that moment gets me, and that's what draws a connection to me. Um, I mean, I I definitely loved um, Jeremy. He's one of the ones I'm excited about. I, I can't pinpoint why I'm excited about him, and I hate that, but I well, just... Well, I kind of stole all the reasons, because well, I talk a lot. And he's one of the ones where, like, I see his face, and I'm like, yeah, Jeremy. You remember him? Like he Firefighter, just, like he's just, he's got everything going. He's a good guy, which we love. We love a good guy. Right. Um Also what cracked me up is in his bio, it was like, How are you gonna perform differently? And he was like, Alright, so let's just like throw season twenty nine away because that <laughs> didn't happen well, because ultimately he kind of dug his own grave and and put himself on the outs in 29 so it wasn't necessarily like i got voted out second it was more so like i was in a pretty good spot and then screwed myself later in the game but, yeah um, um you got any more jeremy stuff you want to keep going no the only other thing notable about his season um actually yeah that so that was cambodia it introduced the steal of vote. Interesting. So, um, Did not know that. introduce the vote I'm stealer. all for new advantages, by the way. We're going to talk the about this multiple idol times. idol nullifier, I stand yeah. the idol nullifier. It's one of the... I don't, honestly, I don't understand how it didn't come into play earlier. The, the, we're not going to step on this too much because this is supposed to be about like the vials and stuff and the cast preview. But at some point, we're going to talk about general survivor like gameplay and, and different advantages and things like that. And one of the things is going to be the idol nullifier and the prevalence of... Immunity Idol is late game, but regardless. Unless you have more Jeremy stuff, we're going to do Sandra next. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing about Jeremy is he went up against Brad Culpepper, which I feel like... Good old Culpepper. Is, ...is enough to say enough about him, because that's a name that you hear and you're like, wow. Right, right. Like, him in Survivor, wow, it showed... And that was second chance, so that was oh, 29. Oh, and Michaela. Do you remember Michaela? So Michaela was the other African-American girl that kind of, like, acted like his daughter the entire time. Was season. she the one that missed the advantage under her in second chance? Or, that was Game Changers. That yes. Was, she was, was the one that was blinded by... Anger. She was she was irritated yes, and, and Sarah she kind of like one. acted yeah. like his oh I love Michaela as well but like those kind of players I like seeing that they played against these winners because to me it shows more about like, like they, who they are right. whether not, they're aggressive or not right. and not every like, season is created equal like if if you end up winning a season against someone like Ozzy or someone like Rob or whoever like it definitely means more than but I would definitely season. say like playing against aggressive players like Brad and Michaela and Troyzan but like Jeremy being the winner I would not categorize him as an aggressive player i think he, I he definitely plays a, up the nice guy card he's a yeah. good player yeah, yeah. Cool. total difference so we're gonna move on now to and I, I didn't even think about this until literally just now but so we're gonna talk about sandra we have we have a lot of opinions on sandra this is probably gonna be the longest one that we're gonna cover unless maybe the marianos take longer so 
Her bio, winner of Survivor Pearl Islands Season 7, also winner of Survivor Heroes vs. Villains Season 20. She was in Game Changers, got out relatively early. That was the only time she's ever been voted off the show. And then Island of the Idols, she's counted as a mentor, Season 39. Yep. And another person where hometown is Connecticut, current residence, Riverview, Florida. So like, I mean, good for her, though. <laughs> you know she had to go to Florida. Right. Um, also, and- I want to note, two-time winner, $2 million on Survivor alone, only hobby listed couponing. <laughs> she's making. She's stretching it. A queen she's stretching the two right? million. I now understand why she says a queen stays queen, which is my least favorite catchphrase yeah. of the show entirely. If she had Sorry, never said Sandra. that, you probably would like her a lot more. If she'd never said queen yeah, stays queen, it's, well, she keeps saying it. Right. I think like one time, cool, I get it. And but in like, her, she that's her thing. But now seeing that she coupons as a two million, should like brought her back a little yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah. So in her bio it says, what is one way that playing Survivor changed your life? Her her answer, I'm the only two-time winner. And how, but this is why, and we're going to get to this later, I don't think she's going to do well because she's if she gets voted winner. off, someone else is going to be a two-time winner, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm hopeful for, to be honest. Like, if Sandra lasts a long time, that's awesome because I do think she's a really good player and she's interesting and she's going to provide... Not necessarily drama, but she is going oh, to she's going to get drama. her hands dirty, and she is going to mix things up, and she's not just going to go down without a fight. Not that mm-hmm. any of these people are, but I'm also definitely rooting for someone other than her to win, so that we can ixnay the whole she's the only two time winner thing. Because the only reason she's a two time winner, not the only reason she obviously it was the earned only it, chance. was when be, was not necessarily the only chance. People have come back that have won and played a second time. It was the but only guaranteed chance. It was chance. the only guaranteed chance to be a two-time winner where whenever whoever won that second season would have been a two-time winner regardless. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Sandra, I'm excited about, but I've been talking for a while. You go for it. So, got to be honest, when I saw her play the second time, didn't like her, queen stays queen. I get it now, but I would say the reason I'm excited to see her play was because of Island of the Idols. Because I got to see her as a fan of the show. Rob played it up as like, yeah, I know the show. I know what I'm doing on the screen. Now, I know when he came back for the finale, he was like, yeah, I learned a lot. I saw a Mm -hmm. lot, whatever. But like on screen, Sandra was like, wow, I never imagined this. Or wow, this player's really doing this. Like she was playing it as a I think she was more invested in the people. Rob is invested in teaching. In the game, She was invested in seeing people grow. She was invested in the game. I. Sandra's always going to come back. She could be 75 years old and they ask her to come back and she's like, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Rob, I feel like, has a line to be drawn. I don't know when it he's, is. He's he been back more than anybody else, yeah, though. He doesn't know when it is, but I'm saying there okay. is definitely a line for him. Right. Sandra doesn't have a line. Right. She she would play until she couldn't play anymore. She right. would be med evac'd off that beach <laughs> for whatever reason. Right. Um, but for Sandra, I'm excited for her to come back, even though if she says queen stays queen, she did come out in a tiara on the <laughs> finale. Again, the finale I stand a queen, but like, right. don't say it. And she didn't, which I'm proud. Right. Um, but the best part is, um, how will you play differently than your past seasons? I'm going to switch it up from the usual as long as it's not me philosophy. Makes me think... A lot more drama is coming, which I love, mm-hmm. especially coming from somebody as vibrant as her. Right. I feel she has like, a great personality for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. She has a TV personality. Right. She's made for this. 
as long as it's not because there were some votes where she did she like she was really good at fluctuating like she did she wasn't an she wasn't necessarily an alliance person she could she could galvanize a group of people to say mm -hmm. we have to get this person but she wasn't necessarily like these are my seven that i'm going the exactly. entire time like she was really good Which at people good coming to, to her and being like hey right. this is who we think this is why and her being like all right, well, that makes sense. Okay, right. cool. And then coming back the next week and being like, hey, this guy has to get out because this is what he's done and this is his bio right. and this is how he can succeed. Right. So I'm kind of excited to see if she, which way she flops. If she's going to be more of an alliance she, person. Is she no? going to fly under the radar and be like, whoever comes to me, that's who I'm with? Right. Or is she going to be like top tier person and be like, right. We have to get this person out this time and blah, mm -hmm. blah, like, I'm... And the best example of that, and we're going to get, I, I know we keep saying this, but we do have a lot of other stuff that we don't want to step on because it's, you know, we want to expand on it further later. But the best example of the, as long as it's not me philosophy was when she did come back in Game Changers. Again, she did get out relatively early. However, early on, she did get Tony out with the second vote of the entire season mm -hmm. as a result of that philosophy of like, I don't want it to be me. This guy over here is one of the most notorious survivors of all time. He cannot stay on this beach any longer. I know that I've won it twice. You can get me out later, but Tony is such an issue. And oh, yeah. she she can get people to listen very, very well. Now, to be fair, is that going to work as much with this specific... She's played with seasoned players before, but with this specific group of everybody that's won and... Because Game Changers wasn't everybody that won. It was just notable people that made big moves. But in, in a season in which every single player knows what it feels like to get to the end, are they going to be not necessarily intimidated? Because I don't think she always uses intimidation oh, tactics to, to, to galvanize people. Yeah. But are they going to be as susceptible to that? Are they going to go into it knowing, yeah, you know, this is just part of her plan. She needs to go. So another thing on that, and too, we'll and on we won't give it away, but her tribe is another big factor. Yeah, we'll get to that later for yes. sure. Um so we're going to move on now to someone that I'm, I'd say he's probably in my, like my top five of the people that I'm most excited about. And it's. Sorry, there was a dog. There was a dog outside <laughs> of okay. It was like, what are you pointing at? That's going to happen every week. So. Um, I was, so one of the people that is in my top five of most excited for this season is Ben. And there's a very specific category of players, whether they end up winning or not, that I always, always root for. If we get down to the point where there's like seven or eight or even less than that players, and there's one person that knows every single time, if they don't get an immunity idol or they don't win the challenge, they're going home. I love that person. That like me against the world mentality where they know they have to do everything. They're up in the middle of the night looking for an idol. They're giving everything they can in every single challenge. There's other people that are helping the other people with challenges, like on the puzzles or whatever, and they're still winning them and they're getting to the end. I love that person. And Ben was definitely one of those. Now, in a typical season up until this point when he won in Survivor Heroes Healers Hustlers Season 35, up to that point, he would not have won because he didn't actually win the final immunity challenge. He was at four, didn't win it, and won in a fire making challenge. If that was not the case and it was traditional Survivor, he never would have made it to the end and he never would have ended up winning. But still, that that category of player, and there's only a handful of them, that made it to the end and ended up doing it basically as a result of I'm putting everything I can into the challenges, into the idol hunting, because I don't have any more friends. I love that. And I think that he is honestly a real, real threat in this season. Maybe not to win it, but I think that he has a reputation as someone that doesn't necessarily make great alliances and relies on himself a lot, which could allow him to kind of sneak by post-merge. Yeah. 
I mean, so he was on the Heroes Tribe on his season, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. He's an ex-Marine. Yep. Um, so, cool thing. He's from Boise, Idaho. That's where my cousins live. Still in Boise, so, Idaho, apparently. I know. Loving it. So, kind of want to text them, see if they know him. Probably don't, <laughs> no. but I don't know how big Boise is. Maybe right. it's small. Right. Um, not going to lie. I was asleep during this season finale. Tucker woke me up to let me know how it happened. I broke it down for you. So, this was the first season finale where it was like, hey, pick somebody to go to the final three. The other two are going to go make fire. Awesome I don't remember concept. who won the finals challenge, but it was it was definitely a girl, and they like went off to a rock and they read the note, and they're like, "Oh, I'm picking someone," and then the other two are gonna are gonna make fire. And it was Ben against someone that it was pretty likely he was gonna win the fire one. Yeah. And at that point, it was pretty well known. I don't remember the final vote count was, but um, he he won pretty pretty handily going. Yeah, I mean, um, so it was Hoffbeck. Who's Hoffbeck? It's fine. You don't have to. You don't have Just to look at the exact Hoffbeck. person. So Hoffbeck was awesome. Great picked Ben. No, I mean I remember liking Ben the whole time. He was a little aggressive in the middle. Well, but then he, his back again. was against the wall the whole time. Like, well, can you that, blame him? But the weird thing about him is like he was very soft in the beginning because he knew he was like, hey, I'm an ex marine. I'm right. strong. I'm right. tough. I'm helpful, but also a threat. He knew that. Right. And then right before the before the merge, he became very, very, like, aggressive. Partially because he knew, Had like, necessity. oh, we're almost at the merge. I right. gotta go. And then, like, right after the merge, he was still aggressive. And then he went soft again. Right. So I was kind of impressed with, like, his way of, like, just bouncing back and forth. It was very fluid. Um, oh, I remember. I, I remember now. So when I woke you up the next day, I was like, I have to tell you about yeah. this is happening with Ben. Which he happens w- more times <laughs> than you would think. <laughs> Tucker is a big research guy. He's a big different... Like historical exper- precedent. Yeah. Like if this never happened before type thing, I'm all Tie about it. Tiebreaker, yeah. everything. So He's for it. This was the challenge that I, I, I had to wake up. I was like... I think it was the top, it might have been the top four challenge because it was one of those things where like you get to four and you know you're the favorite. If you win it, you're winning a million dollars, basically. Otherwise, you leave it up to chance. And it was four and it was the challenge that I hate. Like in my potential survivor dream scenario, this is my nightmare challenge where you have the thing on the pole and you have the foot pedal to release it. Oh, yeah, And you walk it up and you put the individual letters. Right, and you put the individual letters up. I don't remember the phrase. No, it was the, it was the name of the season. It was Heroes Hustlers uh, Healers. Heroes versus Heroes. And whatever the last word hustlers. was had a U hustlers. in it. And he did the entire thing. He walked it up. He had the whole thing, which is an extremely difficult challenge. And I remember the way they edited it together. It made it seem like this thing lasted an hour because people kept falling. They get, get they would get close. All their letters would fall. And he walked it out. He had it spelled out. He walked it back. He hit the pedal. Went back to the table, which in his mind means I won a million dollars because he knew that if he got to three. He was winning based oh, off yeah. based off the immunity wins, based off of his strategic play to that point in terms of finding all the idols and how he played them and the fact that he always had one when he needed one. And he hits the table and Jeff runs over and is like, no, that's not right. And he has no idea about the fire thing at this point. Later seasons knew about it. He had no idea because it was a note that was revealed to someone who ended up winning the challenge. And so he hits the table, he thinks he's won, and he goes back, and there's an upside-down U, and all of his pieces are still up, and he goes out, and he goes to do it, and all of his pieces fall over. And in my mind, I'm like, this man actually just lost a million dollars because his U was upside-down. Turns out that wasn't the case, and also means that we get more Ben because he's on this season, but that was one of the craziest things that I'll always remember about the show. Yeah, Tucker, you'll realize more throughout the weeks, like... He notices those mistakes instantly, and we're like, that's a million dollars. That's a million. Like, that's what he's going to be saying 
every our, week. Our guy that Eric. was a million dollar mistake. Yeah, our guy, our Eric. guy Eric. And and someone that's not in this season that we thought should have been Chris, uh, who made the, the the gutsiest survivor decision of he's all time. Chris, he's Eric two point He's Eric Except he did it right. Point, yeah, he did it right. Fire but that's why it's two point right. You always have a better version the oh, second time. God. Anyways, I wish but yeah, back, Ben, anyway. I'm not super excited. You don't have as much I of a connection. Yeah, right? I don't that's have, fine. I, I don't have a connection. We're allowed to disagree. But I do think I'm excited to see if he's as fluid as he is this season because I feel like, especially the Sandras and the Robs of this season, are gonna be studying those old ones. They, you know, they have CBS All Access. You, you think know, they're like they're 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 scouting the competition oh, coming yeah. in? Hmm. So, I don't think Natalie is. I don't think some of the girls are, but I definitely like know you think Sandra. Sandra's watching Phil. Like, she's ready. Oh, yeah. She has X's and O's drawn <laughs> all over and the lines and everything. She knows who's voting out who. She knows what blindside who orchestrated. Like, she's coming in with notes. If there's connections, you like, within the season. You get to bring one seasons, thing on yeah. the island, she is bringing a notebook. Right. She knows. So... That's my only fear for him, but I'm also excited to see if he can even pull off being that fluid because mm-hmm. it's difficult. And especially when you're playing with other people that right. kind of have that same mentality of right. like, hey, let's be fluid. Just adapting let's all do the time. What's doing? Yeah, right. adapting. A huge thing. Out, outplay, outwit, outlast. Right. Let's see if he can actually do that. So we're going to move on out to another person that I'm really excited about. And this was one of my favorite Survivor seasons of all time. I'm not going to lie. Season thirty six, Ghost Island. The like. Are you skipping over Michelle? Oh, I am skipping over Michelle. I'm. We were gonna go to Wendell. I was I mean, about to say, why are you excited sorry. over Michelle? I, I, okay. I, I scrolled one too many people. Michelle, I, she's in the not excited category. You can start it off though. What you yeah. got for Michelle? Um, I really don't have anything for me or for her. I mean, I guess for me too, because whatever. Um, I don't know. I was just. Let me be honest. I don't remember her. We looked it up, and I kind of remembered some things about her, oh, and that it's was weird. The brains, beauty, bronze. Right, and it's weird that a season thirty-two that you know was seven seasons. Seven? What math is that, Tuck? Eight seasons ago, you'd I, you'd think that I would remember her, but so I, that I had the NBA player Scott Pollard. The big old big player. Scott. From, yeah. No, he played for the Pacers too. He also played for the Celtics. Look, he looked the, he looked that old when he played. Too. By the way, I'm going to be an all-in New England anything fan. And Tucker is... He was an important player for the Celtics. I know, but he's still... That's he, was, the he, he wore the jersey. Song. Whatever. He wore the jersey. Congrats. And then Caleb. Remember Caleb? I loved him from Big Brother. No. You, you know love him. Big Brother. I've never watched I do love Big Brother. That's going to be our next. So just like, watch out. Um, I'm looking at the other cast. There was really nothing. I'm telling you, that was not a memorable season. Like, I remember the theme, and I remember there being... There was a Sokolowski on that season? No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. Julia Sokolowski from Boston, Massachusetts. That's wild. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Call your dad. Wait a second. (laughs) Is that my family? Now they know your last name. That's awkward. Yeah, but she spells it differently. Oh, okay. Well, it's different then. Um... Well, anyway, I'm gonna be honest. Happened. We can skip Michelle because I like she's in the meh category. Maybe she'll impress me. That season was not all that yeah, impressive for me. I remember Big Scott, but I I, I kind of remember it getting to the point where Michelle was kind of weak early, and she was like, "Remember how we just watched? Wait. Hold on, hold on. Remember how we just watched the Dean arc where he's like doing nothing in late game? He's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start stepping it up. That was Michelle. Like early on, she was just kind of dragging along. Later on, she made some oh, moves yeah, yeah, and yeah. she ended up winning. So the only cool thing about this season in general doesn't even involve Michelle. It was the 31st season filmed 
but it aired it was back to back in the same place and it, they aired it afterwards it aired yeah. 32nd because yep. survivor cambodia yep. aired first yep. so that's pretty they cool. filmed it in the same place and they aired one after the other cool only good thing now can we go to wendell are you gonna yell at me no 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 okay wendell as i said earlier one of my favorite survivor seasons of all time survivor ghost island honestly only because of the ending. Again, you were asleep. For some reason, you love to fall asleep during the finale. She still watches this. them. She still watches them, but she does fall asleep. So, preface to the season. Okay. We knew we were going to do the podcast. Right. So, I was like, hey, I'm going to follow Survivor on Instagram. Right. Good research, cool. right? Second person they post as a contestant. For Winners is, at War. For Winners at War is the winner of Survivor Ghost Island. <laughs> Which has Season. happened before. I don't remember specifically what it was, but you researched something too oh, hard and you found out the winner of... I researched if somebody proposed to their girlfriend and they came back and won a later season. I was like, wow, that's No, and it was also... Um, somehow we ended up watching something out of order or something. And when Sandra won the second time, we knew that she won because we knew she was a two-time winner. Oh, yeah, that's Remember? Right. So, anyways, I knew when to she He was the second posted... Parvati was the first. Obviously, everybody knows that. Mm. She's the number one name, kind of, for... Mm-hmm. That's one of the number one names. And then Wendell's number two. <laughs> Literally, it's season 40, and you're going to say number two. Season 36. Okay. So, the entire so time we watched it, me. she didn't tell me who the winner was, because no. she knew I'd be mad. But the entire time we watched it, she knew that Wendell The won. entire time, Tucker's sitting there like, oh my gosh, does Wendell have it? Oh, he's out now. Oh, he's going home. Wendell's going home this week. Every week, and I'm just sitting there like, haha, yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. Like, I, it, it was. Ruined. She was on her phone a lot, which was weird. I was like, why are you not paying attention? And then I remembered it's because you knew. already knew who won. But anyway, favorite thing about Ghost Islands: the only time they've ever had a tie at the final tribal council, it was him, Dom, and Laurel. And the only reason that Laurel was there was because he chose her. I don't remember the exact circumstance, but essentially. He went against what the strategic play would have been because Laurel actually did have some good relationship on the jury. She had a good personality. People liked her. And whoever was fourth, I don't know if you can look it up really quick and figure out who was mm-hmm. fourth in Ghost Island. He either ended up, oh, that's what it was. She picked Laurel to go to three with him and put Dom and somebody else up against each other in fire, even though Laurel was apparently... A significant Angela. threat to get votes. Right. So apparently Laurel was a significant threat to get votes. But Wendell and Laurel had been really close the entire time and decided to take her anyway, which turned out to be a huge deal and potentially, as you like to tell me, I say, worth a million dollars because we get to the end. It's Wendell and Dom and they're doing the final tribal. They all go cast their votes and I'm sitting there. You're already asleep and I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And Jeff comes back and is like, I'm going to read the votes. And everybody's face is just like their jaws are on the floor. They're like, wait, this doesn't happen. I don't understand. Since season one, they've never read the votes at Final Tribal. That was Tribal. Almost like two years ago, February 28, 2018. They've never read the votes at Final Tribal. And everybody's like, what is happening? Wendell and Dom are like, wait, am I actually going to find out right now what's happening? Turns out it's a tie. It's the only reason they read them at Final. And Laurel cast the winning vote. Everybody knew it was going to be Wendell. The finale wasn't that dramatic. But... In terms of when they read the the winner vote, the finale wasn't that dramatic. But because of that ending, one of my favorite seasons ever, and Wendell specifically, and honestly Dom too, I love Dom as well. We got like halfway through the season and those two were on the outs and they made it to the end anyway just because they were able to make friends. But Wendell was someone that 
is kind of like Jeremy. I put him in the Jeremy category as not necessarily like the sympathetic side and he's like pulling on your heartstrings because of his family, but he's just a good dude. Like he's someone that you mm -hmm. watch and you're like, he's being who he normally would be. Yes, there's some gameplay involved, but he is just a really relatable person that knew how to play the game, was good in challenges and deserved to win from like a moral standpoint, which is pretty uncommon to have a really likable winner that didn't lie just to win. So... I didn't like Dom, and I, that's why I didn't like Dom at all in the beginning. But so, he grew on me. So Tucker's a big game playing person. I'm a big person playing person. Right. So I didn't like person Dom. playing person. Yeah. PvP? Yeah, like he, like who he is as a person. Right. You don't care who they. They could be. The no, sleaziest, I care about them as people. You. They could be the sleaziest person as long as they're playing a solid game. The example of that would be Tony. I love Tony. So, yeah, I mean, I guess. So, but. my thing is, they need to be good people. And they don't I, need to be good people. From, from the start, I was like, I don't like Dom. I don't like who he is. I didn't like him either. But well, he grew on me. No, he didn't grow on me. But having found out Wendell won made me excited because I knew that no matter how how long they stuck around, other people didn't like Dom. And I was, I was happy for Wendell. I feel like he was able to play Dom's game the nice way, which he says in his bio. He almost lost, though. He did almost lose. He says in his bio, Last time I was playing for a lot of people back home, I wanted to play it safe to represent well for my family, community, and loved ones back home. That's fair. Wanted to leave something for my You're little putting cousins yourself on and TV. my niece and my nephew to see and be proud of. They already have that. I already did that. Now he's coming back. He's like, let's see who I can be strategically. How good, let's see how good he can be at the game, basically. Yeah, because I feel like the season he was on, he had a lot of people that wanted nice, um, which is totally cool. Right. Um, no big deal. But I'm, I'm kind of excited. Also, Ghost Island was just like a super cool. I enjoyed it. That's cool. Like, concept. And yeah. I'm excited to see what twists they have on this new season. Well, Edge of Extinction is there, and then they've got these coin things that we don't know about. Fire coins? No I'm idea. I'm so excited. No yeah. idea. So we're all about different different things are adding the show. Are you cool with moving on? You got yep. more Wendell uh, things. No, nah, cool. nah. All right. So now it's going to be Adam, who's only played once, Winter Survival Millennials First Gen X. Honestly, not a super memorable season for me. And... The, the one thing that we will say about Adam is he did definitely have a, a very sad story in terms of he went into the game and his mother was apparently very sick and he ended up winning. After he went home, he was able to share that news with his mother, but then she did pass away soon after. And to be completely honest, once I saw his face, I did remember him. Mm -hmm. But if I'm thinking about individual moves within the game, I don't 100% remember things that he did. He's not super memorable. However, that could end up being a good thing because there are a lot of people that you could be casual fans of Survivor and know exactly who they are. And maybe him not being one of those people and being kind of the nice guy could allow him to slide through. Because I think that's going to be one of the most important parts about this season in terms of potentially winning mm -hmm. is, as it is in most, getting to the merge. But I think it's going to be especially ruthless pre-merge in terms of this person is a threat. They can't last three votes. Like, we have to get yeah. them out now. Nobody's going to be saying that about Adam unless he does something catastrophic in terms of making relationships that makes everybody mad or if he just comes on way too strong. So, yeah, same thing. Adam, not super memorable. Loved him as, a, like, a person right. again. Had a good story. Um, had a good story. A sad story, but it was a good he person. Was on, he was on Zeke's season, and I remember him just being super, like, 
you go at it, bro, type thing. Super, like, bro mentality. Right. Um, he did win unanimous, unanimously, which yeah. is kind of cool. But, mm-hmm. again, that, that comes down to story, um, which is another thing. It's, like, one of those things, do you... Do you build a story? Do you just naturally have one? Right. Do you kind of mix His thing it? was he was a big fanboy. He was a huge Survivor fanboy. Oh, yeah, season. absolutely. Um, ultimately, I just think he played as a fan, kind of like Cochran. Like, I just think he he knew the game. He had the knowledge, right. He knew the game. He he had really good, like, jury management. Right. So, cool. good for him. We're going to move on because we, we have a lot of these left. <laughs> um, next up, someone that I would say, honestly, is probably... Gosh, there's so many people I'm excited for, but I think this is probably top three. And I mentioned him a little bit earlier. Yule, my guy, winner of Survivor Cook Island season 13. It's been so long. He's only played once. He beat Ozzy by a single vote. The closest Ozzy's ever come to winning a season of Survivor and probably his best chance ever because he hasn't come particularly close since in terms of getting any jury votes when he got to the end, much less getting to the end. This, I'm going to go and say right now, I know we're going to talk about this later. This is someone that I would pick to do very well as well as potentially win. Because here's a couple of things that were really positive for Yule the first time that he played. By all accounts, he was a really good person and someone that got along with people extremely well. And at times near the end of the game, because this is very early Survivor, sometimes you had a bitter jury and you had to, you know, kind of walk people off the ledge of saying, hey, you did these really ruthless things to get to the end. So at times that really good personality played against him then because people saw it as you're supposed to be such a good person, but you did all these things wrong and lied to me. But I think that personality fits a lot better of the way the game is played now. And he is going to be such an under the radar player. And I think that is such a critical part of this season. The the Sandras, the Robs, the Parvities of the world, I don't think are going to do particularly well. They can be really good survivor players, but that doesn't mean they're going to do well, and that probably is going to be one of the reasons they don't do well. But because it's been so long for Yule, because he is a memorable one for me, but maybe not for a lot of people, and he's going to be a little bit older at this point, I think he's definitely someone that can get to the merge. And once you get there, I honestly think this is such an unpredictable season with having uh, Edge of Extinction, with having the tokens, with not knowing what other twists are coming, and with how good these players are, if you can get to the merge, it's wide open from there, and I think he's someone that's going to get there. Now, I could say that he can get voted out first, but he's someone I'm very, very excited about. Yeah, so it's been 14 years. Right. Um, 13 and a half. Cool thing about this season, African American, Asian American, Hispanic American, and European American were the tribes. That's how you were yeah, split. Yeah, it was split ethnically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so that's super cool. Played with Parvati yep. and Ozzy. Yep. So I feel like he kind of already has that like winner's mentality in terms of like how do you play against the best players. Right. Now granted, they weren't the best when he played against them. Right. But I'm sure he's done his research as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't super remember him, but I just I remember him just being smart. He's very smart, very like stoic, which I think is important. Yeah. Like he's not going to get at least you would imagine now that he's older, especially he was very, very stoic and he wasn't going to get overly emotional then. So you would imagine that would continue now, and I think that's another thing that's going to play play well for him. He, I'm yeah. I'm very excited just to to see him in general. He also his big thing is he's he said how will you play differently. He said on Cook Island, he knew of the theme, so he felt like he needed to walk on eggshells because the ethnicity. Yeah, th- it's it's a big it's a big topic. Right. So he's like, now that I'm free of that, now right. that I'm just playing with winners. Gotcha. He's like, I feel <laughs> like I can be a little bit more free and a little bit more myself. That's interesting. So that'll be cool to see just how right. he 
decides to play. Cool. We're going to move on now to the last female winner of Survivor, the winner of Season 34, Game Changers. We've had, what is that, five consecutive male winners? I think so. Uh, Sarah, who was also on Survivor Kagagayan, maybe? Am I pronouncing that right? Season 28, and then ended up winning Game Changers. I have her... I'm excited about her because I think she can do well. She wasn't someone I necessarily loved in either for previous seasons, but I do think that she's someone that has continued to to grow as a player and really improved between her first and second seasons. And maybe we'll see another jump in gameplay from her this season. Someone that's relatively recent, but again, not necessarily notorious for their moves that they made. Even though Game Changer, she was very good. She found advantages and she made moves that she didn't the first time, specifically against people like Tony that ended up getting her voted out the first time. I think she has a chance to do well, especially when you're considering some of the other females in this season are relatively well-known people like Parvati. I think she could be, even if she doesn't get, you know, top five, one of the last female standing females standing potentially just because typically males end up winning at least over the last mm-hmm. five or so seasons. Yeah. I mean, she's having played game changers. I feel like really benefits her in the sense of like, she has played against the best of the best. Right. I mean, game changers, right. that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. She has played against, the Tonys, right? Um, the Sandras. Right. She's played against Sandra. She has played against Ozzy, Zeke's, like everyone. Everybody that when you think of the game, whether they've won or not, that's who you think of. So I feel like that's gonna benefit her. But at the same time, you know, people like Sandra and Rob and probably Wendell and Ben have come and they've looked at that season, and she played the flip flopper on that season. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Hey, I don't know who I'm with." I'm with you. I'm with She's you. In the I'm with you. You have no idea who I'm with, who I'm going to be with, but you don't want to vote me out because yep. I could be your vote. Right. And I feel like she might go early because of that. I feel Just like not trustworthy. I feel like early on, like the people like so. Let me look. Mm, she's on that same. We'll that get same, to the tribes later, but yeah, yeah she's on that same tribe where I feel like people about. are just going to cut her off. Be like, she's not worth it. But the, the counter argument for me to that is like, if you're looking at, not even just specifically that tribe, but if you're looking at the entire list of the cast, is she someone that you're circling as like a huge threat? Because I think those are the people that are going to go first. And maybe you just perceive her as more of a threat than I do. But I think that's going to be more of the people that go early and go first is... Like I said, the Robs, Rob and Amber, because you know if they get po- if they get to the merge, they're going to be together no matter what. Like those kinds of people, Sandra, Tony, they're going to go first if their tribe loses, you know, pre-merge, just because they are such big threats and you can't let them get to the merge. I mean, I can I can see that, but I can just see her like I can just see it being something dependent on the tribe she's on. Maybe she's on the tribe that just doesn't lose because we've True. seen that the past couple seasons where like. One Very tribe one-sided. doesn't lose. Right. I just feel like her tribe's going to be like, hey, it's not even worth making an alliance with her. She's so okay. So she's going to, it's not necessarily the threat level. You think she's just going to be on the outs. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to be something where people are like, I don't even want to talk to her because I don't, I'm, I know I'm not going to know what she's going to do. Right. So why would I even try? That's fair. Just and I, I also there. think you can make the argument that she's potentially one of the least skilled 
players in the season. Not that she didn't earn her win, but I think you could make the case that in terms of just the all-star cast that she's around, mm -hmm. she's maybe in the bottom seven in terms of being really good at the game. Maybe that'll change when the season starts, but you could make that case of, you know, the fact that she isn't such a threat, that gets her out early because she's just not making the relationships mm -hmm. that she needs to make. But unless you have anything else on her, we're going to move on because we have a lot of these left. No, the only thing I want to add is the Michaela I mentioned earlier with Jeremy is not right. the Michaela we were thinking of. I have no idea who she is. The Michaela I'm thinking of was 100% in Game Changers because Sarah got she that was advantage. In, she was in Game Changers, right. but she was not with Jeremy. Okay, I don't know. So she was 100 just wanted to add that. Cool. I'm inaccurate. I'm so I'm we're gonna cover the, we're gonna cover the Marianas at the same time. You cool with yeah, that? Okay. Cool so that. Amber and Rob are back to back in the bios that we're reading off of here. We're gonna start with Amber, but we can talk about both of them at the same time. She was on Survivor season two and she won Survivor season eight All Stars. Mm -hmm. And then Rob, obviously her husband, who she also met on the show, was in Survivor season four, eight, twenty, one, twenty-two on Redemption Island, and then was on Island of the Idols as a mentor along mm -hmm. with Sandra. So. Since season 22, he has not been voted out of the show. He was, like I said, on Heroes vs. Villains, All-Stars, and Marquises. One more thing that I do want to mention about these like special seasons that I meant to talk about last time with uh, Sarah, because we're talking about like the tribes and how important that could be early. Typically on these kinds of All-Stars, Heroes vs. Villains things where they're bringing back a lot of returners, they change up the game a lot, whether it's a ton of swaps or it's swapping from two to three to four to mm -hmm. whatever. I would definitely expect a lot of things like that because they know that these players are so good that if you go traditional, it could be a little bit boring. So having a lot more you know, advantages and like you're talking about the coins, the edge being available could be significant. Um, do you have anything for, for Rob and Amber in terms of do you think they're going to do well, things like that? I feel like one of them is going to do well. I don't know who. Okay. Um, I think it really Who depends. would you be more scared of? Let's just say you were in the situation. Amber. You'd be more scared I, of Amber. So naturally you should be more scared of girls okay in what sense i feel like girls are more selfish but you don't know why they're being selfish okay so like i come to you hey let's partner up are they partnering up because i'm strong and i'm successful and i'm going to push them through challenges are they partnering up because I'm somebody they want to take to the final three because I'm just a pawn mm. and nobody would vote for me. I feel like with girls, you don't know what they're thinking. Mm. Guys have to talk through more their reasoning and stuff like that. Right. So they're going to be the ones to, I hate to say it, but mansplain mm -hmm. and be like, hey, you and me, final three. There's been a lot of people that have been gotten voted off because they're trying. They're not over explaining, but they're telling people what to do. And then that clicks in that person's head where they're like, wait. They're just using Why would I? Yeah. Right. So they're sitting there and they're like, hey, you and you, me, and these two, they're not here, but these two, right. final four, this is why. Because either of those two could be brought to the final three with us. And then it's just down to you and me. All of a sudden you're like, wait, you and me? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I don't want a you and me. Right. I want a me and those two. Right. So I feel like people should be afraid of Amber a little bit more. Because I feel like she's going to be a right. little bit more sneaky. Even though I I know Rob knows the game better mm -hmm. than anybody else, mm -hmm. naturally, he's a talker and he's a thinker. And right. I feel like those two worlds are going to collide. And he's just going to let out. And, like, you have to think, him and Sandra just spent 39 days on a beach together. Yeah. You know, day one, both of them are going to drop onto the beach and say, Rob knows this, 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 this. He knows how to make fire better than anybody else. He cannot make it to final four. So even if he makes it to merge, he's going to be the first one out of merge because he can't make it to the final four. I don't think either of them are making it to the merge. 
personally. I don't either. So, spoiler, they're on separate tribes. I think if I had to bet on anything out of this entire season, both of them are going to be gone pre-merge because like, there's never been a more guaranteed these two are voting together thing than a husband and wife playing on the same season that have both played and won the game before. And so in terms of who you would be more afraid of, I'm definitely terrified of Rob because he's someone that you always think, oh, they're going to get voted out. They're going to vote him out. The season that he won, he won because he got this group of girls together as an alliance and they were like, oh, Rob, you're great, you're great, you're great. And he brought them to the end and then he ended up winning because nobody else had a chance of winning because he masterminded the entire thing and then never woke up and decided, hey, this would be a good time to get him out. And so as a result of that, like I'm definitely more scared of him. However, I think that if we're guessing, I think Amber is probably going to last longer, depending on, which de- could depend, like you said, on one team winning a lot of challenges or not. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more likely that she lasts longer. She's less notorious. She hasn't played in a lot longer. Rob is definitely more Survivor famous than she is. But I think if it's like a relatively even split, depending on how swaps and everything goes, if, if it's a relatively even immunity challenge split, I don't think either of them are making it to the merge. I don't think either of them are making it. I, honestly, between... Amber, Rob, or Sandra, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, who should you be scared of, mm-hmm. it's always going to be the girl. Okay. And that brings us into the next person, Parvati. Right. Who, who knows One what of, like, four thinking. people so far that we've read that lives in L.A. now, because they're just, you know, living their best life. From Georgia. So, Parvati, previous season, Survivor Cook Island, season 13, winner of Fans vs. Favorites, season 16, shout out to my guy Eric, and then Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, season 20, she also appeared. She's another player that I'm obviously excited about and you almost had to know she was going to be on this right like when you if, if you oh, had, yeah if you had been told two years ago hey they're going to do a winners at war for season 40 you're guessing Rob's going to be there and Parvati's going to be there probably the first two names you're guessing and then Sandra probably is in there as a top three right yeah. but she's another player that I, I don't think is going to last very long I think previous reputations and what you bring into the game specifically if you are a non-new player like if you played before season 30 and won I think those are the people that are definitely going to be targeted as these are fan favorites. These are people that know what they're doing. They've been able to play the old school as well as the new school game. They've watched all of the new school seasons. They're going to be huge threats. And I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't make it to the merge either. So fun fact about Parvati, her husband competed on season 29. Yeah. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's just, I mean, she... Met in real in real life at a grassroots soccer charity soccer tournament host, hosted by Ethan, which we'll get to later. Um, I just feel like for Parvati, Survivor encompasses her life. I don't feel like it's something that she was like, oh, wow, Survivor, I should watch that. And just like fell into it. I feel like it's the opposite effect. I feel like Survivor took over her life. She didn't take over Survivor. And I feel like that's why she's just super good at the game. I'm kind of surprised that she wasn't asked to be on Island of the Idols. Like, I get that it ended up being something that Rob and Sandra just both spearheaded the whole time. But I can see her as one of those top people that, like, she doesn't really know why she's good at it. Right. No, she she knows why she's good at it. She just... Do you remember remember why she did well? Yeah. Because she's good looking and because she flirted with everybody and she so she has, and she has a husband now right yeah I don't even know who her husband is but I mean are they still married I think that's an important detail that's all that's all I'm curious about because I think I, like to be completely honest like I don't want to make this sound like a bad thing but if she's not married I feel like that affects her gameplay 
just because of how much she plays up that aspect earlier in the seasons, especially the one that she ended up winning fans versus favorites, which she's got James in her back pocket. Like that's a big part of her gameplay. She hasn't played in a long time. And she could like, it's not that she can't be friendly and make relationships and, and make friendships with people without being flirty. It's just, that was notoriously her best skill. So yeah, she's John Fincher. Right. And so like she can, like I said, she can still have like a flirtatious vibe, even though she's married. I'm just saying it. I was curious if she still was. Um, and I don't know. That was one of the reasons she was so good. And maybe she's so, someone that can change their game to the point where she can still play really well. And again, still make friendships without being flirty. But I, I don't have high hopes for her lasting very long. I'd, lo- I'd to be fair, love to see her and Rob and Sandra last a yeah. long time. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I don't think she's going to last long because she's known for being sneaky, which I totally understand. However, I feel like she's just so encompassed in the game that somehow, and I don't think we can predict, she's going to figure it out and last long. Yeah. Moving on now, we have like five left, so we got to go through these relatively quickly because we've been going for a while already, Um, is Kim, who, to be completely honest, I don't remember at all. Winner of Survivor One World Season 24. Don't really have thoughts about her. She's in the meh category. We looked into her season a little bit, and again, nothing really clicked in my head when I read through it. Um, I, I got, I honestly don't have anything on her, and she would be one of the people that I would have substituted out for someone like Cochran or Chris if they wanted to do it. But that's just the way that it worked out. Unless you have thoughts on Kim, we can honestly skip her. But. Yeah, I mean, she was just on one of those seasons where there was some return returners. She was on there with Monica, and she was on there with Troy Zan. And unfortunately, sometimes seasons like that, they vote out the returners early and, right. and it's just whoever wins, wins. Right. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we can kind of group this next person in this category as well. Denise, do you have any Do you have any memory at all of Denise? I looked into her season and I don't really 100% remember her all that well either. So I don't remember this picture, but I looked into her season and I did remember it. Um, hold on one second. And then also, honestly, we can wrap him into this as well because there's two people that I'm really excited about, excited to talk about. But Denise, Kim, and then Ethan, who's at the very end here, we can put them together just to quicken this up a little bit because I I really don't have huge thoughts on, on any of those three. So I'm trying to remember why I remember. So just to be clear, Ethan was the winner of uh, Survivor Season 3 in Africa. He was also an All-Stars, did not win. Denise was the winner of Survivor Philippines Season 25. And then Kim was the winner of Survivor One World Season 24. Obviously, all of them are winners. That's why they're in the season. I just, for whatever reason, these specific winners, more than any of the others, really stuck out to me. And I was like, I do not remember these people. Like, I remember the seasons a little bit, but I just, I don't remember them ending up winning for whatever reason. So if you don't have thoughts, we can skip them. She was on Malcolm's season. Oh, we love Malcolm. Yeah, we do love Malcolm. Malcolm was voted out. He was fourth, technically. Denise was first. Um, Abby Maria, she was on that season. Didn't like like her. Um, No offense. Gotta say that. Uh... What? I don't know. Yeah, I cool. don't know what she them. really did. That's fine. We can skip them because you know who the other two are? We got Tony and we have Nick. These are two of like, the people I've uh, been dying to talk Nick. about. We're going to talk about Tony first, okay? So Tony was the winner of Survivor Kagayan and Survivor Game Changers. He was on, got voted out second, as we talked about a little bit earlier, because Sandra was like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. We can't both be here. And she kind of got everybody to vote him out, which was really disappointing because when Game Changers, when we watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, Tony's on the season. I love... Which blew my mind. I loved Tony in 28 because I thought he was, as I'm sure a lot of people did, super, super good. Even though he had to scratch and claw and lie his whole way through, I thought... For some people, like that's just the way that they are, and that's just a mm-hmm. brilliant 
strategic choice, and that's one that he made. And it won him a million dollars, and it won him the season, and I was excited to see if he could replicate that in 34. But unfortunately, that reputation that he built in the previous season was what ended up undoing him, that along with being on a tribe with Sandra. And I think you could see a similar theme with fan favorites for this season, that they have such a reputation that immediately people are like, if they lose, we got to get rid of them. And I think him and Rob and Parvati and whoever else I mentioned earlier and Sandra are going to be in that category. I'm grouping him in there just because of their reputation. Yeah, I... It's weird for Tony because he's one of those players that, like, when I look at it unbiased, I'm like, wow, like, he's super good. But he was just so sneaky. Him and Russell are in the same category in my head. exactly. Him and Russell, they play... Who didn't end up winning. They play the same game. Yep. So, to me, I'm like, no, he shouldn't win. But I understand in the game of it, Mm -hmm. he's good. So, I really don't know. I'm wondering because... His second experience was the one of getting voted off so early mm-hmm. is the second experience. Mm-hmm. If he has People a new downpl- game down, Downplay him a little bit because they know he got voted out so soon. Yeah. Um, he said, he, like, how are you going to play the game differently? He said, fortunately for me, I'm well aware that I will have to change the way I'm wired because I got voted out the second time. Right. Now, if he got voted out the first time, right. that's a different story. My concern is that that's, that might not be enough to overcome the reputation that he has. Like, uh, him playing the game differently could be completely irrelevant. And all if all of these very well-versed in Survivor players are like, no, it's not worth I don't care if he's acting completely different. It's not worth it to keep him regardless. So his gameplay is to not be loud and flashy, but still com- control the game. Right. And I feel like with the tribe that he's on, I don't think that's going to be possible. Yeah. I feel like he already has two enemies, and I feel right. like it's not. And that's another guy, too. Like, we were talking about Russell briefly there for a second. I don't remember his last name because there's been, like, four different Russells, but it's the one that should have won. It's the one that ended up lying his way through the game. Got to He got to top three twice, but the first time he played, the only reason he didn't win was because it was still in the bitter jury era of Survivor in which if you got to the end, you had to be a nice person, otherwise you weren't winning. And he lied his entire way through, but if you judged it by today's Survivor standards, he wins every single vote every single time because he played the game better. But when he got there, he ended up not winning. He's someone that obviously wasn't eligible for the Winners at War theme, but out of all the people that I would love to come back to the show, it would be him, and I would love to have him and Tony on the same tribe just because I think that would be really Mm -hmm. entertaining. Do you have more thoughts on Tony? Do you want to go to Nick? Go to Nick. Cool. So Nick has only been on once, Winner Survivor, David vs. Goliath, season 37, and was someone that... I kind of categorize in my head a little bit in that, like, Jeremy. Who was the other guy we talked about? Jeremy and Wendell and Nick are kind of in that nice guy category that played the game well. And a little bit like Tommy as well, who just watched, um, that had a good alliance and made moves for sure because they had to to make sure that people knew that they played the game well. Mm -hmm. But did it in a way that you got to the end and you could still sit at home comfortably with your family and be like, hey, I did this, this, and this. And they're sitting next to you and be like, I ended up winning, but I, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't sacrifice my moral values, which in some seasons is possible and others it isn't. But I'm still excited to see Nick because maybe he'll evolve that game a little bit because it'll be such a necessity in this season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I love Nick. Right. He was known as Kentucky Nick. Yep. Because why not? Um, he, he was honestly, to me, more though than Tommy, he was a dean. <laughs> because... I feel like at the beginning he was just kind of there. We saw a little. Well, he bit was on. Of him. He was a David, right? So they were he down a, a lot earlier. Early. He was. A da- he wasn't down as much as you th- think, though. 
Um, One interesting thing though that I see in his bio, the only time he received a vote in the show was was to win. He never received a vote against him. He only received votes to win in the final tribal. Mm -hmm. The only time his name was written down. So David's before the merge went to four tribals. Mm -hmm. Goliath's went to three. But I feel like they had a couple more. I don't remember 100%. But I just, maybe it's just in my head thematically, the David's were down, but. So the funny thing is that Goliath's were fifth, fourth, third, and second, and a David won. Yeah, I remember the top top five was, it was basically him. It was Angelina. Against the world. I love um, but Nick, the nice thing about him, like, in the Dean sense, but, like, he had a little bit of Tommy man- mentality that we got to see that he was a lot smarter. Now, granted, he's an attorney. He is very smart. He went to, not to, like, talk poorly about him being a David, he went to Alabama School of Law. Yeah, he was he's the, he's smart. the lawyer for the county or whatever. Yeah, yeah he was he the defense smart. lawyer for the county. He went to Public uni- defender. He went to University of Kentucky and Alabama School of Law. So it's not like and he was like the only kid out of his family to go to college. Yeah, had a good story. I, I definitely get the David story of it, but right. when you just take away his college and beyond, some of those lines were a little blurred in that season. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, he's smart. Right. People sure. should have known that from the beginning. He's one of the more threatening Davids for sure. I'm excited to see like him mm-hmm. versus the Parvati, the Rob, the Amber, the Sandra because he's new, new. Yeah. I mean, I mean, other than Wendell, I think he's the newest one because 38's not here, right? Because yeah. 38's Chris, 39 is Wendell. Or no, no, 39's Tommy. 38 is Chris, 37 is Nick, and mm-hmm. 36 is Wendell. So somewhere he, in there. And then 35 was Sarah. Newest. Somewhere in there. We're close, right? They're, they're two of the newest ones. He's 37. So right. Wendell and Wendell and Nick are the newest ones. Correct. Which I think is a benefit, to be completely honest. I do, yeah. because you know... You can do whatever you want. As long as you play the game better, you're going to win. Because I would say this is definitely skewing towards seasons 25 and prior winners. Mm -hmm. And so those people are going to be a lot more familiar with each other in a negative way than they are going to be with Wendell and Nick. What's up? I'm just saying, do you still watch Survivor? Every Wednesday, I am even considering starting a Survivor podcast. So Nick, if you're listening... (laughs) Give me... Give, don't say give you a call. That, what, uh, nah. <laughs> give me a call, dude. Give me a follow on Facebook because I feel like that's the safest. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to anyway. friend request you. And whether you win or not, I love you and you can be on this podcast. Saying it now. You're going to win, but whether you win or not, come on our podcast. Don't start your own. You're going to steal the thunder. Just come on ours. All right, so we've, we've gone through all the cast, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about the tribes. As we're talking about the tribes, we'll talk about people we think will and won't do well. Then we'll give our winner's prediction, and then you guys will listen to us next after the first yeah, Thursday episode, the which will be Thursday yeah. around midday Eastern time. We'll obviously watch the show Wednesday night. We'll record a podcast, and then Thursday somewhere around yeah. midday. So. I, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the names. I feel like it's honestly easier so to say red and blue. Just, so I think it's DeCall is, and Sele. Quick spoiler warning, by the way. This is technically a spoiler. There are no results given here. This is just we know who's on each tribe. If that's too big of a spoiler for you, then you can stop listening. But there's a there's a red and a blue here, which yeah, I feel like to there's me There's a red and a blue. DeCall. Is red. And Sele. Is blue. Correct. Who knows? Let's and try. We're just going to go through these just because it's interesting who is grouped here. Because the first thought that I had when I was like, who's going to be on each tribe is there's no way Rob and Amber are on the same tribe. And they're not. That's an important thing. Uh, where she at? Amber is technically on red and then Rob is on blue. So at least they're separate. I think that benefits both of them because if they're on the same oh, group, yeah. one of them is the first vote 100 out of 100 times. 
Other interesting point that we talked about before we started for Red, or DeCall, is Tony, Sarah, who played on the same season, Sarah got screwed over by Tony, and Sandra. Sandra and Tony got screwed over by Sandra. Are all on Red. So one of the reasons that Tony didn't do well in Game Changers, other than just having that reputation, was the fact that Sandra was on his tribe and got all these people to vote him out, and he couldn't find an idol soon enough. Mm -hmm. And they're again grouped together, which is really interesting. But this, again, Wendell and Nick are on that same track. So I was about to make this point. If if you if I had to guess out of which tr original tribe the winner would come out of, I would say Red. Because Yule, who I really like, Nick, who I also really like, and Wendell are all on Red. And there are very, very clear targets and threats on Red. Being Sandra, Tyson. Tony, Tyson, and then to a lesser extent, Sarah. Yeah, for sure. So... But we should note that Jeff Probst, him himself, him said himself. Danny is his pick for winner. So now, she's granted, on blue. he's not normally right at all. Right. But who knows? Maybe right. he'll be right again. And then quickly, we'll go over blue when we'll give our winners because I know we're, we, we've been on here for a while. So blue, like I said, the interesting part is the fact that Rob and Amber are split up. Parvati is also on that same group with Rob. And apart from that, I would say, honestly, the, the biggest threats in the show Jeremy. from a reputation standpoint are on red. Because if you're looking at blue, we should probably read these out. Uh, blue has Natalie, Danny, Jeremy, who we both like. Ben, who I think is someone that can get far. Michelle, Adam, Rob, Parvati, Denise, and Ethan. And then on red, we talked about a few of them already. Tyson, Sophie, Sandra, Wendell, Yule, Sarah, Amber, Kim, Tony, and Nick. My only fear for Red is that people like um, Tyson, Sophie, Wendell, and I would say like Kim are going to be like, hey, let's group together immediately mm. and get out the Sandras and the... And people and, that are considered and, underdogs. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, is like they just need to pick one side. Right. If they pick Sandra and Sarah, there's Tony. Right. So, there's going to be a very clear, especially if they lose first, there's going to be a very, very clear divide on red. Absolutely. Um, Blue, I think, is a little bit more blurred, except right. for Rob is like the king. Right. The only so other the only other thing that I would maybe pay attention to going into first episode is, do you think like the age divide is going to be a significant theme? Not necessarily in terms of like they're a lot older, just the the difference in the seasons that they played, right? So like if they played in a much earlier season compared to guys like Wendell and Nick, because there are people that were young when they started and are still similar ages to people that played later seasons and happened to win. Mm -hmm. But do you think that like pre-25 to post-25 in terms of seasons of Survivor, do you think that's going to be a gap because it's just kind of a difference in play, in play style? So, or do you think that's irrelevant thrown out the window? So I think the only thing is that the older winners are going to have to learn more so of um, jury management. The new school kind of Which game. is funny because Rob... More advantages. Taught more. on that. In Rob knows every Island, every part. Yeah, every every he does. of Survivor. Um, I think that's going to be the only thing cool. is jury management. Gotcha. I ultimately think everybody's just going to play the game that they play and that's gotcha. it. Um, but the last thing I want to cover mm -hmm. is where is Cochran, where is Chris, <laughs> where is Fabio, and honestly, where is Bob? Because I loved Bob. Bob's teaching science somewhere. He's happy. Or probably retired at this point. Okay, fair enough. But Cochran, come on. He, if Cochran, you understand, like, maybe they didn't want to do it. Cochran won. He's good. A concept. Okay. You know how Cochran made the appearance on the boat with the girl that cried a lot? Yes. I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. 
Cochran, Chris, and Fabio also make those appearances. Appearances on this on season. Oh yeah. That's but they're not going to listen to them. They've already won. Why would they listen to other people? Because these people won and knew they were the best, and they're like, I don't have to go back to prove myself. I'm just mad. I, I think I think it's possible I that they asked all. more people. Like when you're looking at, no offense to these people, but if you're just looking at, I want to promote season 40 is the biggest thing that's ever happened on Survivor. I don't think you're picking Denise. I don't think you're picking Ethan, uh, along with a handful of other people. I'm sure they asked Chris and Cochran, maybe even Fabio first, and they said no. I'm sure they did. Maybe Chris. Still. Chris is one that I'm really weirded out because I feel like he he, he didn't get he didn't get like the full he won but he didn't get the full survivor experience because he was on extinction for so long, and I, I feel like maybe he didn't want to go back to extinction. Knowing that's part of the season yeah. again. I don't know. All right, well we're gonna wrap it up with who we think is gonna win the season. This is obviously a complete shot, shot in the dark. One out of twenty chance. We have no idea what any twists are. We don't know when the tribe swaps are coming. We don't know anything except for what the heck these coin things are and the edge of extinction is there and we know who is on each tribe. Do you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been campaigning for it the entire time, so it's going to look really dumb if he gets voted out like first because he's presumably one of the older guys. I think Yule has a fantastic chance because let's just say that they they lose, let's just say that they stay in these tribes for three challenges and they lose every single one. As long as he is at least competent in challenges and isn't seen as like this huge strategic threat that everybody's friends with, Sandra and Tony are going first. I, I honestly believe it's going to be a very similar situation to Game Changers. He essentially gets a free vote out there, assuming nothing crazy happens. I think Tyson is up there as a threat. I think being on this Red Tribe as, a, as an under-the-radar player gives him an opportunity to get four or five votes into the game almost free. And then you have the swap. I think that he has the demeanor and the, and the stoicism to play under the radar, continue to not be a huge threat until post-merge. And if he can get post-merge, I think he has the personality that people connect with. I think he has a lot in common with people as this like elder statesman of the Survivor game, but not necessarily notorious for being a liar or being this huge gameplay person like some of the other people. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a really fantastic chance of getting to the merge. And then after that, who knows? So, That's my case. Yeah, I get it. Um I'm also going to go with a Red Tribe member, okay. and this is complete bias, but... Are you I, picking Nick? I pick Nick. Oh, I knew it. Just because the game he played was not a brains game. It was a social game, okay. which is surprising because you would think it was a brains game. Mm-hmm. You could see him being on a brains, beauties, broad type season. Right. But I just feel like... Now that he has perfect, I feel like social game was what he was weakest in going at going into it. Not saying that he's the strongest member, but I definitely think he can like stay in there enough. I think he has perfected what he thinks is his weakest point of the game, which is social. Okay. I think he might be able to build enough shallow relationships Mm -hmm. to just carry him through and start picking it up post-merge and he's gonna win it because why not like i'm not thinking he's gonna play that blowout game type thing that you see from the sandras and the robs where it's wow of course they're gonna win but i definitely think that he is gonna play that type of game where it's like he's here he did more than any of us could ever see or imagine he wins Gotcha. My only counterpoint is I think it might be slightly difficult for a new or a recent winner to make their pitch as we get closer to the end. Just because 
objectively, if you're comparing someone that won season 13 compared to someone that won season 37, mm-hmm. which I don't remember. The, 37. Right. I feel like maybe that comes into play. Maybe I'm nitpicking it way too much, but I would skew my pick personally, which again is why I'm picking Yule, towards someone that won mm-hmm. an older season. And then you, you automatically, you can just you can just close your eyes and see Yule, the final tribal, saying, I haven't played in 15 years and I managed to adapt my game to a new school game and ended up getting to the final three in season 40 among all these other all-star players. And I feel like that is a really strong point that Nick can't make if we get there. Now that's getting way towards the end, but if you're just considering that being maybe one of very few, I like the Nick pick, but one of the very few weaknesses is that he has played so recently. No, I, I definitely see that. Um, I just see you all being so out of the game that in new that's challenges, completely fair. They're like, hey, he's not helping Completely us to fair. get to the merge. Right. Because that's how the new game has evolved is who's going to help us get to the merge. Right. Then we can cut them out because we don't want them winning challenges. Right. Um, I would say, though. I mean, I, I would argue it's kind of the other way, though. I feel like more than ever before, people get out threats before the merge. I don't know. It's They get out threats when they think they're almost at the merge. They don't get out threats first, second, okay. third. It's the fourth, fifth, and sixth that they. And again, we have no idea threats. how swaps are going to go into this. A lot of my argument about Yule getting as far as he is yeah. is because of the other threats on his tribe, and we have no idea what's going to happen. Nowadays, they swap at two. Vote I hope outs, they do. I so hope they. I hope knows? they. I hope they swap every vote. I think. Yeah. That, like I'm. I'm ready for everything. I'm ready for the coins. I'm ready for edge, which is another that's, thing you have to consider. By the way, that we haven't talked about the entire time. Now it. Now there is edge of extinction is back. So you know. Do we know what the coins are about? Or no? A little bit. But first, let's talk about Edge. So, you know everybody in this season is going to go to Edge of Extinction. Which I think is so cool that they're never gone. Like, they're always there specifically with... Like, that's one of the things about, like, Tony getting voted out so early in Game Changers. If Edge was a thing, he would have been present in the game. And I think that's what people want to see. They want to see these people on their TV screens again. So, using Mm -hmm. Edge as a way to keep them involved, even though they got voted out, is an an awesome use of it for me. Absolutely. Um, I think that's why... Uh, Devin's isn't back. I think that's win. why. Or Chris. Won? Chris. I think that's why because he knows what Edge is. Uh, they all know what Edge is. They watch the show. But I'm saying like <laughs> Chris knows. He knows what, it feels what like. Edge is. He knows how hard it is because Chris was the one who was like I was gonna quit every day. I I didn't want to be there, but I did. I did. He had two chances to come back, right? Am I correct in remembering? No. Right? Um, he yeah, lost he was the, first the third time. one. He was the third one voted out yep. of the season entirely, and he won, which is insane. Yeah. So I think that's one reason why he's not back because he physically knows what it takes to get through. Mm-hmm. He might be like, "Vote me out. I don't care." Um, the Firestones in the preview Tokens or whatever they're called. I have no. I, I have no details. No idea. So like in Pokemon? the preview, that's pretty cool. <laughs> in the preview, it shows you can buy like fire or comfort. Okay. Or food, or this. Chickens, who knows. So, I, I'm curious to see if it's like a tribe thing, or right. an individual thing. Because people like Tony, he's going to pick the lesser of the goods. So, fire or comfort. Both is great. Right. But he's going to sit there and be like, oh, I could have chose an extra portion of rice right. or comfort for the full 39 days. He's going to lie about it. Right. So I feel like it's going to play in his I'm just, favor. I'm really curious. So, it's difficult to speculate on because we don't have details. Yeah, and maybe there are out there, but I'm so paranoid about 
spoiling anything so that I, I don't want to look into it and I'd rather just watch. And I'm sure that's what we're going to spend a lot of our time talking about when we review the first episode is what these things could possibly mean. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's multiple things. Like if, if it's an individual like currency almost, you could see these traded for keeping people in the game or or used as a way to help the tribe as a whole if they're an individual thing and get in people's good graces. Or potentially if you're stockpiling them and you have a lot of them, maybe that's seen as a negative I don't know how it works. And then if it's a tribe thing, then maybe it won't be that impactful strategically because it's just about choosing what rewards you want at a certain point. I have no idea, but I do think that's something we're going to get into a lot. I love the fact that Edge is back. I knew when we watched the preview that Winners at War was going to be a really awesome theme, but the fact that there's a guarantee that all these people are going to be there as long as they still want to be, assuming they do it like they did the first time, where as long as you want to stay on Edge, you can stay until seven or six, right? Um is a really great way to do it because, again, I think that's one of the things that people really want to see is they want mm-hmm. to see Parvati, Rob, Yule, Amber. They want to see these people on their TV screens again, and that's the best way to, to possibly do it. Yeah. Um, but unless you have any more thoughts, I think we're going to wrap it up. That's the, I think we've talked plenty about it. I think we're ready. We're I think so we're excited. Amped. I think we're ready to go. So um, like we said in the beginning, these are going to be out Thursday around midday Eastern time. I was going to watch it Wednesday night. We're going to take some time to decompress, take our notes, and then we'll talk about it on Thursday and then we'll get it out uh, every single week. Occasionally, depending on what we have going on with our schedule, we might do a non-survivor podcast or potentially an extra survivor, extra survivor one if the episode is just so long or there's so much going on. Maybe we'll do two in a week. Uh, but we appreciate you guys obviously listening. And if you could please, subscribing, rating on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you listen to would be awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye, guys.